Revelation, chapter 20, whatever it is, first thingy. Chapter 22 and verse 5. There will be no more night. Lots in that. Lots in that. From a deep, deep primeval sense, the night is <laughs> roughly. The day is yay, and the night is why. That's why there needed to be the lights to govern the day and the night. That's like why they need. That's why Genesis needed that in there. There'll be no more night. John is saying here. Jesus is saying through John, or John is Jesus. The Holy Spirit's saying to us. There'll be no more night. No more fear. No more not seeing. No more not understanding. There'll be no need of a light or a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord, the God, will give them light. Lord, I've done that bit already. Do you remember? A couple of weeks ago. Lord, I'm nearly to the end of the verse. Help. What am I going to say? And they will reign forever and ever. Mm. Interesting verse. Sorry, interesting sentence at the end of a verse, breaking all the rules, beginning with and. And they will reign forever and ever. Who are they? The gathered people of God. Who are we? The gathered people of God. They will reign forever and ever. Remember, all the way through these different talks on Revelation, we've been saying, yes, this is a vision of what is to come, but it's a vision of the restored humanity that is now, but is to come fully, but is now. Because that was the point of the cross. He came to restore us to our position with him. He came to restore our relationship with him. He came to restore our relationships with each other. He came to restore our relationship with the planet. And they will reign forever and ever. And the whole point is the eternal stuff starts now. The life you live is a preamble before we get eternal life when we die. No. The life you live now is eternal life. The life on the planet isn't eternal life, but we stand as those who are born again and we say we have eternal life. Not because we deserve it, not because we're amazing, but because we realize we've screwed up royally and he sorted it out royally and we are now royalty. Oh, see what I did there? Just change one letter. We are priests and kings. They will reign forever and ever. Have a look at the Greek, Laurie. Okay. Have a look at the Greek. They will reign. They will have dominion. Everything will be submitted to them. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that, not until I'm dead. Uh, hang on. No, we've been saying it is then, but it's now. So, okay, what does this mean? They will reign forever and ever, and the forever and ever starts now. So we're to reign as sons and daughters of the king. We're to reign not because we have authority in and of ourselves or we have ability in and of ourselves, but because the king of kings on this platinum jubilee, the king of kings is lord of lords and reigns forever and ever. And where does he dwell? Well done, Jackie. Thank you. Hello? Anybody else in? He, he, so if he is in us, how does he reign through us? I love that phrase that Pete said this morning, and I can't remember now. What is it? There you go. We're not in the world for God. We are in God for the world. We're not in the world for God. We're in God for the world. Yes. Listen to it again. There were, there were about 25 of those things that, you know, <clears throat> somebody texted me out this afternoon and said, what were the seven valleys? I've got six, can't remember the seventh. And I just texted back, you'll have to listen to it again, because I knew there were seven. And I agreed with every one as it went past. I didn't write anything down. Mm. Love it. I love... I love that Pete is just so, he's so heavenly minded. He's so full on for the prophetic and the supernatural and the miraculous and the, and the weird and the wonderful and the, but he is also so practically minded. And the two aren't, as he called it, aren't a false dichotomy. It's got to be both hands, isn't it? It's got to be both hands. If we go super spiritual, we forget to love people practically. If we go too far on the love people practically, we forget to be spiritual. Ah, ah, why can't we do both? The enemy doesn't care what side of the horse we fall off, as long as we fall off the horse. Doesn't matter which one we overemphasize, the enemy wins. They will reign forever and ever. So what does this dominion mean? Eternal life starts now. We have John 10.10. 10, we have abundant life now. We have life in all its fullness. So what does that mean in terms of we will reign forever and ever? If we are the ones that carry eternal life, if we are the ones that carry the very presence of Jesus, which is the creative essence. You look, don't look like you feel like you're carrying that at the moment. Do you believe it? Do you believe Jesus dwells in you? Even if you don't feel like it? So he is the one that flung stars into space. He is the one that was there at creation. So that power that was in creation and that power that raised Christ from the dead is at work in somebody else but not me tonight. It's in work in you. Whatever we're facing... Health, family, finance. That power is at work in you now. Don't feel like, don't care, sorry. Don't care whether you feel like it or not. It is. Yes, I care about emotions. I care about emotional health. I care about all of that. But 
if your emotions tell you the truth is not true, then stuff your emotions. We come back to the truth, and then we sort the emotions out. We don't ignore the emotions, we need sorting out, absolutely. But if your emotions tell you the truth is not true, I've got news for you, the truth is still true. And no matter what, the truth will still be true. And who is the truth? Thank you, Vicar asking a question, there you go. But tr truth for Christians is not a set of ideas. Truth for, for Christians is not a set of propositional truths. Truth for Christians is a person. You know? Martin is still Martin, whether he looks like the picture when he was at school or he doesn't. I'm assuming you look a bit different now. Exactly. I, I wasn't going to draw attention to it, but I'm assuming you look different. To your, but you're still the same person, aren't you? In essence, you've changed in lots of ways, but you're still the same person. You're still Martin Jennings. Whatever we feel about the truth, whatever we think about the truth, it's still the truth. Oh, but your truth is my truth. No, sorry. That's not true. The truth is the truth. You know what's really annoying about the truth? When I disagree with it, it's still flipping true. It's so annoying, isn't it? When I don't like it, it's still true. When I'm uncomfortable with it, it's still true. Jesus, will you help? Ah. Oh. To help us understand the truth, it's always handy to ask the truth to help us to understand. Genesis chapter 1. Is Paul? Yeah, he's with us. Genesis chapter 1. God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. There's a whole sermon there about gender and the image of God for another time God blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish of the sea the birds of the air and every living creature that moves on the ground if you look at the New King James or various other ones other translations be fruitful increase in number fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over for us to rule forever and ever has been the flipping plan since Genesis chapter 1 did you get the theological word in the middle of that sentence the flipping plan it's been the blindingly obvious plan from the get go with a, with a summation of creation with the crown of creation and everything in creation is made for us of course it's been misunderstood and abused and we've we've sucked the earth dry and that's not what it was supposed to be we're supposed to have dominion over it what does the word dominion actually mean yes it does mean rule over so we're in charge but it means to take charge, but also to be responsible for. You know, 
the last three generations have fought like crazy to hold on to their property. This is in the UK. To hold on to their property and their land to pass it on, haven't they? And maybe for some of us it's been generations and generations. You know. I remember my grandfather, three generations back, saying, I hope your children have a much better start in life than I did. And they, they did. And that's because we've held on to it and looked after it and passed it on. And held on to it and looked after it and passed it on. At the same time, screwing up the planet completely. We, we got it individually that we're to pass it on. We're to have it, not just for us, it's being lent to us, we should pass it on, apart from the planet. Oh, look, there's black stuff and it burns. Oh, look, we can heat our food. Oh, we can create cut. Oh, bang. And inside two generations, we're looking at the planet not being able to sustain life. Unless we really do something about it. That's what having dominion's about, not screwing up the planet, but actually looking after the planet. Not using, we, we subdue and rule over it, not for our benefit, but for our benefit. Everyone. And we're rubbish at it. We really are rubbish at it. But it's been the plan. It's what God intended. And of course... Adam and Eve weren't rubbish at it because they hadn't fallen. When they got given the job, they were perfect. So they were never, you know, they were going to live eternally and they were going to look after the planet eternally and all was well. God saw what he had made and said, it is good, yes. Not it is going to fall apart. It is good. The dominion is part of that ordination, that, sorry, that creation ordinance. Psalm 8 says this. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is humanity that you're mindful of them? What is the son of man that you care for him? Now that sounds like we're nothing, doesn't it? Look how big God is. Who are we as humanity? We're tiny. But the last bit. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. Oh, crikey. That's quite a high understanding of what humanity is. And what does the next bit say? And crowned him with glory and honor. Whoa. So it's not diminishing. It's actually be humble and realize who you are. That's what we're designed to be. Crowned with glory and honor. And do you know what? You're, you're more than crowned with glory and honor because you've been chosen and Jesus has set his spirit on you and you've been chosen to be born again and you're, and you're sons and daughters of the king and you uh, Wow. Every time I see that good evangelical thing, oh, I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm rubbish. No, I'm no good. No, I cringe. 
It used to be me. But I cringe now. It makes me feel physically sick. Because what it is, can I borrow your head for a moment? What it is, is the enemy going down, down, down. Sorry. You're right. And us agreeing with him. And when, when he's got his hand on and we're agreeing with him, of course, we begin to bow down. Not bow down to God, but bow down under the lie of the enemy that we're nothing and nobody from nowhere. That we, you know, who is God that he's mind? He's not mindful of you. He doesn't care. See how easily it's twisted. Yet you are small. You know, when you look at what he's created, wow. But he's crowned us with glory and honor. And I'm not being weird. I'm being biblical. Sorry. Do you know I'm beginning to realize that being biblical makes you pretty weird because if you're truly biblical you ignore, you ignore all the doctrine you've been taught and actually read what the bible says and it and it breaks your doctrine all over the place it doesn't fit god has made us this so what does adam do god brings the animals to him and what does he do god adam gives names to all the animals don't break into the Bob Dylan song, please. Now I'm going around my head. <laughs> Never mind. God gave names to all. No, that doesn't matter. We won't go there. He's got fuzzy, 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 wuzzy hair. I think I'll call him a bear. You know, it's like... And he, he won a Nobel Prize for poetry? <laughs> Not for that album, I don't think. But anyway, <laughs> bless him. God, Adam gave names. And when you give something a name, when God names, when Jesus renames Simon, Peter, when God changes people's names, what is he doing? He's asserting his authority over them. He's given them new identity and asserting his authority in that giving identity. So when Adam names the animals, what is happening? God is saying to Adam, name the animals because you have authority over them. We have dominion. Now this is the verse. Romans 5, 17. Because you could turn around to me and say, Laurie, Genesis is in the Old Testament. The Psalms you picked, you picked out is in the Old Testament. That's Old Covenant thinking. Okay. Genesis, uh, so Romans 5, 17, NIV. Stay with me. This is not an easy sentence. I read it recently in the Book of Common Prayer, and it was an even more difficult sentence there. But stay with me. For if by the trespass of the one man, who's that? Adam. So if by the mess that Adam made, death reigned through that one man, so through the whole of humanity, the impact of Adam's trespass is death. So through our stewardship of the planet, we bring death in our fallen state. Yeah? How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace, us, how much more those who receive his grace and of the gift of righteousness, how much more will they reign? In life, now, through the one man, Jesus Christ. Mm 
So what Jesus has done has given the life to us that enables us to reign. So it's not Old Testament, and we can ignore it, is it? And the problem with good Bible teaching churches over the years is we've got hold of the first half of this. <laughs> well, Adam screwed up, now we're in the right raw mess. We get that. So through the one man came death because of sin. Yeah, get that, great. Could I have this in NRS fee? If because of one man's trespass, death exercised, here's the word, dominion through that one man, Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace, us, the free gift of righteousness, not reign, but exercise dominion in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. And the NRSV is considered academically one of the best translations out there. And King James... Just to add it to it. For if by the one man's offence death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So we are called to reign. We recognise that through Adam death reigned, but through us now life is to reign. Wherever we go we bring life. But it starts here. If we don't believe we have life, if we don't believe we have life that can transform our circumstances, if we don't believe we have the life that can affect our family, that can affect this, that, and the next thing, immediately, how the heck do we believe we can, excuse me, go out to Poland and affect anything out there? How the heck do we think we can go out to Burundi and affect anything out there? But we do because we're called and we know that's right and all the rest of it. But we've got to know that what we're doing is we're not going out there to help. We're going out there to take that presence with us and actually with fellow Christians reign alongside them. And sometimes what it takes is somebody going up to a fellow Christian in another place and going, do you realize you reign in Christ? And they get it. And then we can go home. Because they start doing it. You do know Pete's not a missionary, don't you? If you call Pete a missionary, duck. Because there will be a right hook coming your way. Pete is a Christian who lives in Manenburg. He's not a missionary. That's just where he is. And if he was in, if he was back in, where's he from? Seven Oaks. He's a man of Kent, he is. If, if he was back here in Kent or he was living elsewhere, he'd still be doing what he's doing where he is. But he's been called to Manenberg. Handy he met a wife while he was out there, wasn't it? Yeah, sort of helps. We've got kids now. That's great. We are called to reign. Even now. We're to enforce... The heaven reality, the heavenly reality on the earthly experience. Can I go back to the new, uh, NIV on this one? <laughs> Which is slightly more comprehensible. Through the trespass of the one man, 
How much will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life? It doesn't say reign in the spiritual realm. It doesn't say reign in church. It says reign in life. When we go around Tesco or Waitrose, when we go around, when we go to work, when we go to, oh, sorry, if the man from Mercado <laughs> delivers our food. Is that, yeah. Sainsbury's. Uh, we can't go to Sainsbury's, we have to go to Chesham then. I'm sure we can do that. <laughs> but, yeah, but do we go in there going, we rain? We rain. Do we go in there, I've got to get around here as quickly as I can and not talk to anybody? Or do you go around there and actually talk to people going, we reign. And actually we bring the love of God to these people. Pray to my, for my two friends at Tesco, Trisha and Ali. One's a Roman Catholic, doesn't go to church, thinks I'm weird because I wear strange shirts and dog collars. But talks to me every single time about faith. And Ali is a secular Muslim who would, quite likes the idea of God but not the Muslim idea of God so he's interested in what I well you're an evangelist sorry no I didn't mention God to them for four years but because I kept going to the same checkout and kept looking for them and saying hello and being me and turning up with a dog collar on every now and again they start to ask not because I'm under their nose poking, but because I reign. And I have authority where in there, spiritually. I am aware, I, I know this, but I want to know this. I know this in my head, but I want to know it more. I know every step I take in this parish, I have authority. And I still run past half of North Road. You're fine. Because <laughs> I don't want to get caught and talk to anybody. It's not pleasant when that happens, is it? We had, we had that the other day, didn't we? We got caught and it was like, oh, what are you doing standing there? And actually, I just thought, no, I have a thought. I'm allowed to be here. I'm not on your land. I'm on, I'm on God's land here. So here you go. Who is the community to tell us what to do? Who is the inspector of planning to tell us what to do? Please, I'm not going to break the law. <laughs> you know, on all the rest of it. But who tells us what to do? Come on, who tells us what to do? God. God. And you know it's not that he tells me, he tells us. And most of what we do, he hasn't told me, he's told someone else. And I have to... They come tell me, and I go, oh, flip, really? Oh, okay, we better get on with it then. Huh. We are called to have dominion. We are to reign forever and ever. Now, it won't be fully this side of heaven, but we're to have victory over, go on, you name it, we're to have victory over fear. We're to have victory over worldly thinking we're to have victory oh, you, oh, you've got the list we're to have victory do you know how I know we're to have victory because Jesus has already won the victory all I'm doing is enforcing that which has already been done I'm not asking God to do something that hasn't happened I'm catching up with what God has already done I don't bind 
on earth so that he will bind it in heaven. I bind that on earth which has already been bound in heaven. Because we have authority. Ephesians 2.6 That's my glasses on the floor, and it don't tread on them, Lori. Okay. God raised us up, and actually, if you look at the, the, the Greek there, God has raised us up. I mean, that is a past tense, but it's actually an even stronger past tense than it looks there. God has raised us up and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So when we sing, and we we have to sing, pull me a little closer, take me a little deeper. What we're actually asking is for our experience to catch up with the reality. Pull me a little closer so I know how close I actually am. Take me a little deeper because I know how deep I am. Your life is hidden with Christ in the love of God. Now, I know that because you're born again. And all these things are true because you're born again. Not because you're amazing and brilliant. You are. Well, most of you. Uh, you're amazing and brilliant and have done things to earn. No. It's just true. If you're born again, you're already there. But we... <sighs> when you're facing the rubbish, you're facing that doctor's appointment, you're facing that difficult conversation with family, you're facing that situation that you're not looking forward to, you're... F- Start with this in your heart. Not because I'm superior, but because I am above. I have dominion. I have authority. Not because I'm arrogant, but because God loves me. Know the truth, see the reality. And proclaim it. Know the truth. See the reality. Speak it out. Proclaim it. When we know and we see the revelation, when we get it, when we understand who we are in Christ, then we express our faith. You know what happens? The kingdom comes on earth as in heaven. We're not called to be gospel people. Careful, wait till I get to the end of the sentence before you get offended here, please. We're not called to be gospel people. We're not called to be evangelists. We're called to be kingdom people who will preach the gospel and make disciples. But we're called to be kingdom people first. If we are so mission-minded, we forget to do kingdom, we'll wear ourselves out because you can't do evangelism in your own strength. People don't listen. They just argue. Where when you do kingdom stuff, people are convicted by the Spirit in what you're saying. I, I heard Billy Graham live once. He was a rubbish preacher. I'm really sorry. He really was a rubbish preacher. He wasn't very good at all. It was a sort of clear message of the gospel, sort of, nearly. And it wasn't very good. 
and then he made an altar call, and thousands of people streamed forward. And I'm going, how did that happen? He, that, was, that wasn't very good. It just wasn't very good. But they saw the heart of the man. Wendy and I did a mission a very, very long time ago. A guy called Nigel Lee was the missionary. And he preached on the, um, the father heart of God and on the uh, prodigal son. He was a good speaker. But when you saw the tears flow from his face as he preached the reality of the father's heart in the prodigal son, you went, oh, it just... Most of you probably never heard of Nigel Lee. You heard of Nigel Lee? Looks at the back there. No, see? Even those of the generation that might have heard haven't heard of him. He was president of the UCCF for a while. But people came to faith that night. It doesn't matter how good the talk is. It doesn't matter how erudite. It doesn't matter how clear. If it's not kingdom, it's not kingdom. It won't work. I'm coming into land. If you look at the world and you look at most other religions, they are desperate for this. They want humanity to be the crown of creation. It's really weird. They are desperate to put themselves in the driving seat. They're desperate to, to be. And the irony is, through grace and humility, God has raised us up to have dominion. So through not trying and not doing it, we have what they are looking for. It's so strange. Because our gospel looks the complete opposite. It looks like the complete negation of self. Where actually it's the complete fulfillment of identity. Not for self, but for God. In Christ, we need to take authority over cre creation. We need to deal with false doctrine, false thoughts, false expectations. Call it a poverty spirit, if you will. Call it a religious spirit. We need to deal with the insignificance that have been has been fed by our religion and our churchianity and our activity-based striving. Do you know why we end up not believing this stuff? Because we live on the wrong side of the cross. If I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, I need saving. Do you sin? Do you need saving? No. You have been saved. It's done. Now, that should provoke us then not to sin the way... Do you know what I mean? But... We need to get the right side of the cross. We mustn't stand. We've got to get past Good Friday. We've got to go through Good Friday. It's key and core and central. But we've got to get past Good Friday to Easter. We're Easter people. We're resurrection people. We're not cross people. Careful. Now, of course, you can't get to Easter. You can't get to resurrection without cross. But we're not the people of the cross, actually. We're the people of resurrection because of the cross. So the cross isn't important. No, it is. But we're resurrection people. What people should see when they look at us is the resurrection reality. 
They should see the risen nature. They should see the abundant love and the abundant grace and the abundant provision and the abundant blessing. And then when they ask, you say, well, it's because of the cross. They shouldn't see the cross in that sense. We've got to be careful here. Take this in context. They shouldn't see the, they need to see the cross eventually, but they, their first impact shouldn't be the cross. The first impact should be, wow, what, you know, you're different, why? They should see the resur- resurrection reality. I've written down these things. What people should say when they see us is here comes the sons and daughters of God. Not, here comes that flipping church again. Here comes those God botherers again. (laughs) I've been called a God botherer many, many times. What I'm really pleased is that God is bothered that I'm bothering him. So that's good. When somebody calls me a God botherer, I go, thank you. That's because I have a relationship with him, so I bother him. I bothered him so much that Jesus died for me. Like Pete was saying this morning, you know, are we happy clappy for crying out loud we are yeah I wish the church would stop using that as a negative it's so annoying are you happy clappy I'm filled with the joy of the Lord yes here comes the sons and daughters of God here comes the company of conquerors here comes those who overcome life here comes those that are not beaten down by the world here comes those that sit above these things here comes those who've got hope to offer the world. Each morning, like Pete was saying, there's got to be resurrection every morning. There's got to be that impact every day. Pentecost every day. Bef- stir up your faith. I'm not saying you've got to have a quiet time before you get out of bed or whatever. I'm pants in the morning. I, I don't do my Bible study first thing in the morning because I'm not awake. So anybody who comes to the 8 o'clock service will tell you. I'm not really awake. It's just not my best time. So actually I, give, I try and give my best time to God. But each morning I try and stir up my faith. While I'm cleaning my teeth or whatever. Just stir, Lord, stir up my faith. Stir up your faith. Declare we are the sons and daughters of God. We are the company of conquerors. I've written here, who are the mighty men and women who believe their inheritances? Who are the, where are the mighty men and women who believe the promises? Where are the mighty men and women who declare that they will reign forever and ever? Where are they? Are you sure? That sounded slightly... Who believes that their dominion has been restored? Who will stand up and declare for Jesus? Who will live the resurrection life? Who will see the devil flee? Who will see the world overcome? Who will see the kingdom of Jesus manifested here on earth, just as it is in heaven? We pray that, don't we? Who? We will. So we stand and make that declaration. I know we're tired. Oh, and I've got dropsy. Oh, hello. Everybody's going for me. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're tired. I know.
So when I ask the question, will you say we will? Will you? Don't say it if you don't want to. Seriously. If you don't think we should, you should, then don't say it. But if you do want to say it, say it like you mean it. Again, that's not for God's... God knows that we will. It's fine. But it's a bit more encouraging to me if you go, we will. Honest. But actually, it's also you saying it out loud. first one's we are it's not it's we are not we will i can't i'm trying to change it to get it all we will i can't so who are the mighty men and women who believe the promises of god who are those who will reign forever we We will this time we will we're getting there who believes that ah, this is a who we are as well who believes their dominion has been restored we do. We do. Well done. Stay with me. Who will stand up and declare for Jesus? We will. Good, it's easier at weddings, you know. Who will live the resurrection life? We will. Who will see the devil flee? We will. Who will see the world overcome? We will. Who will see the kingdom of Jesus manifest? We will. Lord, I declare over us tonight that we will see the kingdom of Jesus manifest. We are those who have dominion. Lord, that's a mighty responsibility. Lord, would you pour your wisdom into us? You say, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. So more revelation, Lord. Help us know your truth, your word, the reality of who we are. And we declare, we will see dominion, kingdom, breakthrough in every area of life, however long it takes.